Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Act Two of As You Like It. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. As You Like It by William Shakespeare. Act Two. Scene One: The Forest of Arden. Enter Duke Senior, Amiens, and two or three lords like foresters. Now, my co-mates and brothers in exile. Hath not old custom made this life more sweet than that of painted pomp? Are not these woods more free from peril than the envious court? Here feel we but the penalty of Adam, the season's difference, as the icy fang and churlish chiding of the winter's wind, which, when it bites and blows upon my body, even till I shrink with cold, I smile and say, This is no flattery, these are counsellors that feelingly persuade me what I am. Sweet are the uses of adversity, which, like the toad, ugly and venomous, wears yet a precious duel in his head, and this our life, exempt from public haunt, finds tongues in trees, books in the running brooks, sermons in stones, and good in everything. I would not change it. Happy is your grace, that can translate the stubbornness of fortune into so quiet and so sweet a style. Come, shall we go and kill us venison? And yet it irks me, the poor dappled fools, being native burghers of this desert city, should in their own confines with forked heads have their round haunches gored. Indeed, my lord, the melancholy Jacquees grieves at that, and in that kind swears you do more unsurp than doth your brother that hath banished you. Today my lord of Amiens and myself did steal behind him as he lay along, under an oak whose antique root peeps out, upon the brook that brawls along this wood, to the which place a poor squester stag, that from the hunter's aim had thane a hurt, did come to languish, and indeed, my lord, the wretched animal heaved forth such groans, that their discharge did stretch his leathern coat, almost to bursting, and the big round tears coast one another down his innocent nose in piteous chase, and thus the fairy fool much marked of the melancholy jaquies stood on the extremest verge of the swift brook, augmenting it with tears. But what said jaquies? Did he not moralize this spectacle? Oh, yes, into a thousand smiles, first for his weeping into the needless stream. Poor dear, quoth he, thou makest a testament, as worldlings do, giving thy sum of more to that which had too much, than being there alone, left and abandoned of his wavelet friends. Tis right, quoth he, thus misery doth part, the flux of company, and on a careless herd, full of pasture, jumps along by him, and never stays to greet him. Eh, quoth, Jaquir, sweep on, you fat and greasy citizens, tis just the fashion. Wherefore do you look upon that poor and broken bankrupt there? Thus most invectively he peeps through, the body of the country, city, court, yea, 
and of this our life, swearing that we are mere unsurplus tyrants and what's worse, to fright the animals and to kill them up in their resigned and native dwelling place? And did you leave him in this contemplation? We did, my lord, weeping and commenting upon the sobbing deer. Show me the place. I love to cope him in these sullen fits, for then he's full of matter. I will bring you to him straight. Exeunt. Scene two, a room in the palace. Enter Duke Frederick with lords. Can it be possible that no man saw them? It cannot be. Some villains of my court are of consent and sufferance in this. I cannot hear of any that did see her. The ladies, her attendants of her chamber, saw her a bed, and in the morning early they found the bed untrayer of their mistress. My lord, the roinish clown, at whom so oft your grace was wont to laugh, is also missing. Hesperia, the prince's gentlewoman, confesses that she secretly o'erheard your daughter and her cousin much commend the parts and graces of the wrestler that did but lately foil the sinewy Charles, and she believes, wherever they are gone, that youth is surely in their company. Send to his brother, fetch that gallant hither. If he be absent, bring his brother to me. I'll make him find him. Do this suddenly, and let not search and inquisition quail to bring again these foolish runaways. Exeunt. Scene three, before Oliver's house. Enter Orlando and Adam, meeting. Who's there? What, my young master? Oh, my gentle master? O oh, my sweet master, O oh, your memory of old Sir Roland, why, what make you here? Why are you virtuous? Why do people love you? And wherefore art you gentle, strong, and valiant? Why would you be so fond to overcome the bonny prize of the humorous duke? Your praises come too swiftly home before you. Know you not, master, to some kind of men their graces serve them but as enemies? No more do yours. Your virtues, gentle master, are sanctified and holy traitors to you. Oh, what a world is this, when what is comely envenoms him that bears it. Why, what's the matter? Oh, unhappy youth, come not within these doors, within this roof, the enemy of all your graces lives, your brother. No, not your brother, yet the son, yet not the son. I will not call him son of him I was about to call his father have heard your praises and this night he means to burn the lodging where you used to lie and you within it if you fail at that he will have other means to cut you off i overheard him and his practices this is no place this house is but a butchery abhor it fear it and do not enter why whither adam wouldst thou have me go no matter whither so you do not come here what, wouldst thou have me go and beg my food, or with a base and boisterous sword enforce a thievish living on the common road? This I must do, or know not what to do. Yet this I will not do, do how I can. I rather will subject me to the malice of a diverted blood and bloody brother. But do not so. I have five hundred crowns, the thrifty hire I saved under your father, which I did store to be my foster nurse when service should in my old limbs lie lame an unregarded age in corners thrown take that and he that doth the raisins feed yea providently caters for the sparrow be comfort to my age here is the gold all this i give you let me be your servant though i look old yet i am strong and lusty 
for in my youth I never did apply hot and rebellious liquors in my blood, nor did with unbashful forehead woo the means of weakness and debility. Therefore my age is as lusty winter, frosty but kindly. Let me go with you. I'll do the service of a younger man in all your business and necessities. O oh, good old man! How well in thee appears the constant service of the antique world, when service sweat for duty, not for meed. Thou art not for the fashion of these times, where none will sweat but for promotion, and having that do choke their service up even with the having. It is not so with thee, but poor old man, thou prunest a rotten tree, that cannot so much as a blossom yield in lieu of all thy pains and husbandry. But come thy ways, we'll go along together, and ere we have thy youthful wages spent, we'll light upon some settled, low content. Master, go on, and I will follow thee to the last gasp with truth and loyalty. From seventeen years till now almost fourscore, here lived I, but now live here no more. At seventeen years many their fortunes seek, but at fourscore it is too late a week. Yet fortune cannot recompense me better than to die well and not my master's debtor. Exeunt. Scene four. The Forest of Arden. Enter Rosalind for Ganymede, Celia for Aliena, and Touchstone. Oh, Jupiter, how weary are my spirits! I care not for my spirits if my legs were not weary. I could find it in my heart to disgrace my man's apparel and cry like a woman. But I must comfort the weaker vessel, as doublet and hose ought to show itself courageous to petticoat. Therefore, courage, good Aliena. I pray you, bear with me. I cannot go no further. For my part, I had rather bear with you than bear you. Yet I should bear no cross if I did bear you, for I think you have no money in your purse. Well, this is the forest of Arden. Aye, now am I an Arden, the more fool I. When I was at home I was in a better place, but travellers must be content. I be so good, Touchstone. Enter Corin and Silvius. Look you who comes here, a young man in an old and solemn talk. That is the way to make her scorn you still. O oh, Corin, that thou knewst how I do love her. I partly guess, for I have loved.